Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in, listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Stand and hold your Bibles up, if you would, please. Just waiting. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome all of you watching online. We are continuing the series entitled Thanksgiving 30, and, uh, or actually thanks, Thankful 30. And uh, the idea is to transform how we live, how we think, how we speak. And that transformation is uh, something that takes place in our heart. Uh, as I said last week, we have become masters at behavior modification in our society, and behavior, everything will be fine. Not if that behavior is not intuitively you. Uh, if it's not authentically you, then it will be very difficult to maintain that, especially when the devil sends somebody with a higher level of annoyance your way. Uh, and, and there will continually be people in our lives that will be thankful uh, for people who are kind to us and who do things for us. But the reality is, the Bible says that we, we're to be thankful in all circumstances. Yeah. That means no matter who comes against us, no matter who comes around us, yeah. no matter what, what opposition or adversity we face, we need to be a, a thankful people. And that is a challenge oftentimes. And... Uh, and so uh, today, if you'll turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 22, as you're turning there, you know, there's always the, the debates, and we're always not presidential, but just debates in our lives. And there were two men in the same church, been there together most of their lives, and they were getting older. And for years, they had debated whether Jesus was Caucasian or African-American, <laughs> black or white. And they'd argued and argued and argued. And finally, uh, you know, their lives come to an end. Strangely enough, they find themselves at the pearly gates awaiting to be accessed in or brought in to the gates, and they're still arguing. And uh, so finally they, they hear the words enter in, and Peter lets them through the gates, and they run to find Jesus, and they're looking for him, both of them in anticipation, finding out really what his, uh, who he was. And finally Jesus rounds the corner and says, Buenos dias. Uh, so... I'm pretty sure I'll get some cards and letters over that one. Yeah. It's okay. It's like, you know, there's just all this kinds of stuff that keeps us from being thankful. So anyway, be thankful. Yeah. Psalm 22, 27 says, All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him, for dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Now, we can stop right there and just say, you know, let's just be thankful. 
uh, because he, he is in charge. And there are times in our lives when we, we feel that rather than the presence of God, we often feel the absence of God. And as we do this series, uh, Thanksgiving and being thankful is what shifts the absence to presence because we enter his gates with thanksgiving. That means when we go through there and, and his courts with praise that we are literally, please hear this, ushering ourselves into the presence of God. Uh, I know he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's with us always. However, there are times that in my life where I've, I've just really not felt God, yeah. you know, and, and, and thankfully we're not moved by feelings, we're moved by faith, right. and that, that those feelings, though, however, if they go unaddressed, yeah. there are times that fear will come in and say, well, you know, God must remove. Yeah. So we can be thankful for that if we're thankful for nothing else. It goes on to say, all the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive, posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, for he has done it. Today's message is Thanksgiving through worship. Um, People say, well, you know, I I really have a hard time just going up to someone and and saying thank you. I've tried this month uh, to join I, 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 every sermon I preach, it's, it's not about you, it's about us. And this month, I've just really tried to, to text people and just, I think it probably freaked a couple people out. Hey, man, just, just want to say I appreciate you and I'm thankful for you. And, you know, there's this long pause in that text. You're wondering, did they get it or they just don't know how to respond? Because, think about it a minute. When's the last time you received a text for no apparent reason other than somebody just saying, I appreciate you? Come on, yeah. I, I'm not getting on to anybody. I'm just saying we, we get so busy... And then we think that we have to have a reason. You, you did something for me, or you know, I'm thankful for that. But what if you were just thankful for the person, not the action? Could, could we just get to the place where I'm just, I just appreciate you? What if we just took the next however many days of the month and said, you know, every day I'm just going to text somebody and say, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful God brought you into my life. I'm, it, it will freak people out because... We, we really are not good recipients of appreciation. And the reason we're not is because we haven't been practicing it enough. Or others have not toward us. And so what I really want to focus on today is how we enter into the presence of God through worship. And how worship gives worth to other. Matter of fact, the old English language was it was worth ship. W-O-R-T-H-S-H-I-P. In other words, worship gives worth. Now, we know that we're called to worship God. We're not called to worship man. But when we worship God, it creates an appreciation for others. Because it continually exalts God in place of humility. And humility is a great platform from which to live life. And uh, Revelation 4.11, it says... Out of the New Living Translation, you are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created everything, and it is for your pleasure that they exist and were created. So what we're doing is we are acknowledging the worth of God. And as we do that, the Bible says God inhabits the praise and the worship of his people. 
So when God begins to sit down in the midst of our lives, he begins to sort through our soul, if you will. And, and it's almost like not God will never condemn, but he will convict. There are things in our souls when we worship God that we're convicted of. So when I'm worshiping, and, and oftentimes the devil will come and bring somebody to my mind that I'm irritated with. Yes, pastors get irritated as well. That Most of them just lie and tell you they don't. Anyway, we do. We get irritated. And while I'm worshiping, it's not like God. It's almost like I could say it's the devil. Maybe it's the Lord. I don't know. But the reality in worship, I can deal with those issues because I'm in the presence of God. And, and that tells me he's here with me. And he doesn't want me carrying the weight of offense or somebody else's issues or what they did to me because it really doesn't matter at that point can you imagine just being in the presence of god everything else pales in comparison that's how it come in heaven it said there'll be no more tears no more sickness no more sorrow we'll be in the presence of god the pure presence of god you won't be thinking about the knucklehead that lived next door to you while you were on earth it won't even come to your mind it won't even register because you're just so grateful to be in the presence of god i'm telling you gratitude will take care of a lot of issues in our lives. Communicating that gratitude. There are a lot of people who say, I love God, but they haven't told him in 364 days. They're waiting until Easter. Oftentimes, our, our appreciation to the Lord, and again, there's no judgment here. Please get this. God can't love us any more than he loves us. He, he, he just loves. He is love. And oftentimes, we were fighting for God's attention and God's love and God's affirmation when in reality we don't have to. What we're fighting for really is for us to give that love back to Him, to have a relationship going both ways and being appreciative. So it, it's so critical. This is why we do worship in church. We, I grew up in a, a, a denominational church and and we sang hymns, and some of the old hymns are gorgeous. They're just they're amazing grace. And with that is great, but what we're really doing is not just saying, well, you know, every church does songs, and then they preach, and they do it. There's a reason behind all of it. And the greatest reason that we do worship is to get our minds off of everything and say, God, you're worthy. Regardless, I lost my job, I lost my house, I lost my car. God, you're worthy. And then God begins to just, it's like fill your heart with, with hope and faith and knowing that you don't have to worry about anything. He's got this. If you needed anything in your life right now, God would provide it. You would have it. There are times I think I need things and God says, if you really needed it, I'd be there. So you obviously don't need it right now. I think I need a Ferrari. God has not gone there yet. You know, and I, I played the I'm getting older card. You know, I've been good card, giving away cars card, still no Ferrari. It may never happen. But in its time, right? And if you're a Ferrari dealer, you might want to pray. <laughs> yeah, they're praying for me on the front row. Help him, Lord. Help him. The boy needs help. And I call myself boys. This makes me feel younger. Um, <laughs> what I guess I'm trying to say is 
we need to give expression to the good things in our hearts and lives. You know, we hear this all the time. We hear it all the time. We never know how long we have. We never know when the last day that we'll be on earth is. We, We just don't know. Susan and I, we have a kind of a rhythm on Sunday mornings, and it's not one I'm really proud of because it's not that healthy. But we, we do a sonic run every Sunday morning, you know, and uh, it's just kind of our thing. And, and, and I'm not proud of it because <laughs> you, you know it's, 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 it's not organic, right? You're not one thing is sonic that's organic. It's, it's all just poison. And I guess I'm subject to a lawsuit now. Anyway, so, um, but, but it's our thing. And so we're sitting there this morning, and, and I'm, I'm a little melancholy. And I'm a type A. It's kind of a weird deal. I have these, I have really deep emotions when it comes to things of the past and moments that I think about will never come again. And I'm sitting there, I say, you know, the day, their day will come when we will pull into this sonic that we've been pulling into on the way to church every Sunday for however long. And it will be the last time we pull in here. Now think about it. So in order to make everything in life special and make it count, it doesn't just become special. We have to make it special. And, and so in your relationship with others, it's not just a special relationship. You have to make it special. And, and sometimes we get so caught up in the routines of life that at home we have jobs to do and in routines that we've created, and some of you have been married since, you know, the beginning of time, uh, you, you just get accustomed to the roles that are played in that marriage, in the home, in the kitchen, in the house, and in the garage, the cars, and all that. So you kind of, you, you, you play your roles. But can I say this to you? Just because somebody has been playing a role for 30 years doesn't mean they shouldn't be appreciated on the 31st year. All the time, I mean, I, I every day. Grateful. I, I was single for a while and did my laundry, and it, it didn't bother me. Never, None of that stuff bothers me. I'm not afraid of it. But i got to tell you, I'm so grateful that I don't have to do the laundry anymore. I mean, she, she really does a great job. She actually likes it. And if some of you all think she's strange, maybe a little bit. But, but she's so type A that she likes everything done just right, so everything comes out smelling wonderful, warm, well taken care of. No wrinkles, trust me, that's her hate. Get it out right now. The dryer stopped. Get in there now. Now she defends herself. I can't get her to talk, but now I know how to get her to talk. But I appreciate it. And, and, I, and she's very good. I, I do a lot of kitchen stuff. And, and so we're just always saying thank you, appreciate it. She's always very kind. And, and you know, I, I attempt to be. But, you know, it's, it's, it's important that, that we, because what it, like when we worship God, we're saying, you're worthy. You're, you're, you're communicating worth. When you say thank you, and I'm thankful, and I appreciate you, you're communicating value. Yeah. Yeah. And we all need to be valued. We all need to hear that value and that affirmation. Don't be the person that says, well, you know, this is just how we roll. It's her job and or his job, and, and why should I have to say thank you? Well, you don't have to, but you can live a miserable life, prayerfully sleeping on the couch to learn a few lessons. 
No, we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful just for the simple things. Folks, listen. The reason I'm doing this series is not because it's Thanksgiving month, but throughout the month we are approaching Thanksgiving, and and I want us to approach it with a really, really powerful, grateful heart this year, as I do every year, because it's tough. This time of year, sometimes it's, it's difficult as we approach this time of year. And you say, well, I didn't get the time with the grandkids I wanted, and you're fighting with the other grandparents, and they got to see them more than you. And what if you just said, you know, whatever time I have, I'm going to be grateful for. And they'll want to be around you more than the other grandparents because you're kind. Okay. I can tell we didn't have a lot of faith exercise with that one. So first, worship reveals a submission of our will. It begins by saying, God, I surrender my will to your will. Our will or our human nature is filled with pride. It's filled with pride. And when we say thank you to someone, what we're basically communicating is either I wouldn't have wanted to do it without you or I couldn't have done it without you. In other words, I, I am letting someone else know that it really was great having your assistance. Uh, you, and, and you guys really need to be thankful for Pastor Jesse because this guy has made it possible for me to do what I do. And, and I, I appreciate you, Pastor Jesse, because um, when I came and the board, I told the board when I came back, I said, there's, there's no way I, I'm preaching 52 weekends a year ever again. I used to preach five times every Sunday, two locations, on video, on television, around the world. I was burned out. I wore myself out. I didn't ask anybody to pray for me. I was just plowing through. And when I came back this time, how many of you know, if you slam your hand in a car door more than once, you're just an idiot. And I'm sure somebody watching has done it, and now I'm in trouble again. I slammed my hand as a kid in the door of real Detroit steel, a Plymouth Sport Fury two-door heavy. Can I tell you something? I was single digits at that time, nine years old. I have never done that again. It only took once. And I went, I don't think I like this very much. Now, so we need to appreciate people. And I decided I'm not preaching a gazillion times, you know. And so when, when I came, uh, <laughs> you were too slow, my brother. <laughs> you took your time, and, and I appreciate the fact that you're here. Don't take so long next time. All right, now. I would call him, and he and I would have some talks. I said, what, what are you doing? Well, I'm waiting on Jesus. I, you don't have to anymore. You already talked to me. He, he told me you weren't listening to give you a call, and I did. Yeah, And you know I was right because you're here right now, right? Okay, what, what can I say? And by the way, Jesus ain't black or white, my brother. <laughs> you and I be going, boy, this, you know what I mean? 
Roxanne liked that one. <laughs> but you, you learn from things, and I said, God, I don't, I can't will things done. I have to surrender my will so that your will can be done. And if type, if, if you're type A, you all know what I'm talking about because you will fight it and press. And, and it's like, I think God goes, okay, I, you know. But it's a surrender of our will. And in Matthew 26, 42, out of the Message Bible, it says, He then left them a second time, the disciples, and again he prayed, My father, if there is no other way than this, drinking this cup to the dregs, I'm ready, do it your way. Worship is the process of eroding the will of mankind. It's saying, God, wash over my soul and erode the banks in my heart that stand against your flow and your rhythm. That that worship, that that I, I really can't think of anything to appreciate them for. You know, well, that's the problem with that is I'm appreciating you for what you do instead of who you are. I can appreciate everybody for who they are. You know, I just appreciate you. Why? Because we have the same creator. And then I can also appreciate them from the standpoint of who they're going to become and not who they are. Too often we, we, we treat people in accordance to who, the way they're behaving instead of who they're becoming. If you will be thankful for the little bitty things that somebody, even the littlest thing, it will start changing the way they live because you're demonstrating their value and their worth. You're telling them what they're worth and you're valuable to them. To, to you, they're valuable. So it's a surrender or a submission. When Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. When we are giving God his worth and acknowledging his worth, and that's what we do during worship. And, and some people tolerate music. Some people are not music lovers. And some people are not even, you know, they might be music lovers, but they've never tapped into true worship at church. And the reason for that, I believe, is because maybe I don't like that song. I'm like, this is not about the song. <laughs> this is about, if you read the words and you go, if I just say those words, I'm acknowledging the worth of God. I'm being appreciative. I'm being thankful. And gratitude will change everything about us. Now, a lot of people in the world are simply thermometers. They're telling, telling us the temperature. Jesus died to make us thermostats. That changes the temperature. And so worship changes soul temperature. It changes things. It adjusts things. And, and people who are critical are thermometers. They're just going around telling you what's going on. <laughs> well, it's a little cold in here right now. It's a little hot. And just, you know, things are a little bad. Things are not good. You're just telling me. The temperature of your condition or your situation. Be a thermostat. I don't like the way things are right now. So I'm going to start giving thanks and worship that they're going to change ahead of time. So what Jesus did, he thanked God ahead of time before he raised Lazarus from the dead. God, I thank you that you'll always hear me. Well, he hadn't even prayed yet. But Jesus is thanking him ahead of time for what's getting ready to happen. Some of y'all thank you, God, that I'm getting ready to get a new job. That may mean you get fired from your old one. No, just recently had a lady come up to me. She and her uh, 
fiance came and, and said, uh, you know, she was distraught. She'd been with the company 20 years. The CEO, CFO, and founder was getting in his 90s, and new people came in, and basically, not basically, they terminated her. Well, the, the guy that she's dating has been in our church, and I've been his pastor forever, and, and they were... They were going to her church and then coming to our church. They were rotating. So I was only getting my friend twice a month. So I began to pray. And I said, well, you have me to blame. I didn't want y'all going to your church. I wanted you to come into mine. You had to get fired and get irritated with somebody that was there when you got fired. Thank you, Jesus. Because she said, well, you know, one of the people that were the company, they go to the church I go to. I just can't face them anymore. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I said, God works in mysterious ways. I've been praying that y'all would be here every week. And now you will be. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. If you'll just get grateful, things might actually change. I got thankful that they were here twice a month, but I got greedy in my prayer life and said, I want them here all the time. And we laughed about it, but I did tell her that. I told her the truth. I said, this is just how we roll. I was thanking God for you that my friend had a girlfriend like you, but I didn't like the fact you were trying to pull him to your church. So tell your pastor he needs to get happy. <laughs> God is not greater if you reverence him, but you are greater if you worship and serve him. Worship is a reflection not only of our submission, but of his worth, as I've already communicated. It is a reflection of his worth. It's the same with anybody. It's When you appreciate somebody, it's a reflection of their worth, their value. And we all need to be valued. And I don't care who the toughest guy is. Susan and I grew up in a very, very tough neighborhood, very poor neighborhood. <laughs> you never heard thank you. Man, I used to mow up. I used to mow my dad's yard, and you'd say, well, it was my yard, too. An acre, and, and nowadays, <laughs> I just wanted to play in it. I didn't want to mow it, but we had an acre, and, and nowadays, you know, you got zero radius. You got air-conditioned mowers. You know, you got all that stuff. We had a lawn boy. It was, it was about a 16-inch cut. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't one of these, like, 48-inch, you know, you mow. You, some of y'all got a, a zero radius in a neighborhood, and it takes you about two swaths, and you're done. You come in sweating, you know, you're like, <laughs> Had to mow an acre with a lawn boy. I never once heard my dad said, Mark, thank you. Now, I love my dad. He was just a great guy. Grew up in a family of 12. There were no thank yous passed around his house. So when he'd come home, the only thing I'd see, he'd say, I think you missed a patch. You know, it wasn't like, thanks for getting 98.2% of it good. It was, it was a perfectionist. So I became one. You know, it's like you get down and you see, I got to sharpen the blades. I see a little twig. The goal of this series is transforming our hearts to find things to be thankful for. Yes. Yes. If you will start communicating to other people how valuable and how worthy they are, you're sowing seeds for your life as well. Amen. So when nobody ever tells me thank you, well, when's the last time you told somebody thank you? You reap what you sow. If you will become an appreciative person 
other persons will become appreciative of you. And if you're waiting on your husband to be nice, he's a man. He needs help. We, we need help. We are very insecure. We really are. We walk around all pumped up, chest out. We're just really insecure creatures. And we need our women to tell us we're awesome. Honey, you do a great job of that. I'm just telling you, sometimes we give off this air that we're all of that in a bag of chips and we don't need it. That's just a lie. We all do. We all do. We're all, I, I'm telling you, we, we are sappy. People, our kids don't even want to be around us sometimes. Isn't that right, honey? We just, we, we're that way. And they go, oh, you made me sick. Good. Maybe you'll leave. <laughs> Come here, honey. Let's kiss. They're leaving the house. Thank God. You want your kids out? Start smooching in front of them. Uh, get a room. We do. We have a whole house. Get out. I am telling the truth best I can. This is our marriage seminar for 2019. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's just so very, very important yes, yes. that we are grateful people. And, and I, I have to find myself, because of how I was brought up, we all are, are a victim of our environment to some degree, but we don't have to be a victim anymore. We can change. We can change. We can be thermostats. And we can t- change the temperature of every relationship through appreciation and showing value. Don't not appreciate someone just because they're doing their job. You need to thank them for doing their job. You say, well, you know, if you're a boss and you employ them, you act like you don't need to appreciate them. We always need to appreciate people, even if they're getting paid. And the ones who complain after you appreciate them and, and, and they are getting paid, fire them and say, thank you for the time you gave us. And we're so very thankful that you're leaving today. I guess I just kind of killed what I said before. No, I'm not saying that this is sloppy agape, okay? I, I'm not saying that, you know, you, you just let people. I'm saying that you appreciate them, hopefully, to their destiny. If you can't, then you appreciate them out and help them get to their destiny. I mean, I know what you're thinking because I always get this. Well, what do I do? I've just been thankful for 30 years and he's still an idiot. I have solutions, but I will not tell you from the platform. <laughs> you know, so this week, this week, let's make it our goal, not just to be thankful 30 and writing things on the post-it notes, which you can pick up at the, the welcome kiosk, but start practicing this week of, of verbalizing. People say, I love God. When's the last time you told him you loved him? When's the last time you lifted your voice, raised your hands, got down on your knees, you said a prayer, you did devotionals? When's the last time that you said, thank you, God? And I'm not trying to be mean and make you feel bad if you haven't. I just want us to realize 
that we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, and wherever we're praising and giving him worth, he inhabits that. He sits in it. It changes the atmosphere of our lives in our room. It'll change the atmosphere of a car. If you're driving down the road and you, you put on music that is lift, uplifting and giving God worth, this is why you have worship. There's nothing wrong with all kinds of music, but there's only one kind of music that really transforms a room, and that's when you start praising the creator of heaven and earth. That changes the atmosphere. So let's pray. Father, thank you so very much. We give you worth today. We value you today. We tell you we need you. We're thankful for you. We could not do life without you. We couldn't take another breath without your permission. And we are grateful. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe there are those of you that have fought with yourself, your own self-worth. And maybe that's the hardest thing to do because you don't even value you. And you should. You're fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image and likeness of God. And you are so valuable that God sent his only son to die for you. That's how valuable you are. And those of you watching online, that's how valuable you are. You say, well, I don't deserve it. You're right, none of us do. Join the human race. None of us deserve it. Thank God we don't get what we deserve. But we hesitated, backslidden, walked away, whatever you want to call it, or maybe never received Christ. To pray this prayer with me, I want to ask everyone to join in and pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin, and I declare today I am saved. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.